It is a blessing to talk about India from India. India is the largest democratic nation in the world with many languages, cultures and religion. But moving as one nation with 1.39 billion people, India has freedom of speech so that one can talk, teach and preach. Pastor John Carter has started his gospel meetings in public in India in 2006 and he found millions of people are unaware of the gospel. So he started his television programs in 2007 till today non-stop in one of the South Indian languages called Telugu that is taking this gospel to nearly 500 million people and last two deadly years there are millions of people dying in India with COVID without knowing Jesus and that is pushed Pastor John Carter to start his television programs in Hindi aiming to reach nearly a billion people and it is it, it became possible just because of your help we thank you everyone we thank every family of yours because you're standing in support to Pastor John Carter to do this great work in India we also pray God to strengthen you more to extend your support to Pastor John Carter to do this work in India in future also we love you we thank you God bless you today on the Carter report he's the man who won't go away the mighty one who came to earth the dictators in our world and tyrants in history tried to kill off his followers but the believers only multiplied even the grave could not hold him without a doubt he is the greatest and most influential person in history his name is Jesus love him or hate him you can't ignore him or get rid of him. He will never leave or forsake his people. Here is Pastor John Carter to tell us all about the man who won't go away. Hello, friend. Welcome today to the Carter Report that comes to you from Australia, where I'm in lockdown. I'm trying to get back to the United States of America, but it's like going to the moon. The borders are sealed, and it's almost impossible to get a permit to leave this place. But I send you warm greetings today. I want to thank Wayne so much for joining us also. This is going to be a program you, my friend, will never forget. How do you know that Jesus really existed? Well, Wayne, that's a good question. But how do you know Caesar Augustus existed? How do you know Alexander the Great existed? How do you know Napoleon existed? Well, you say because of reliable historical evidence, because of the, the documents. That's why we know Jesus existed, because of authentic, reliable, trustworthy, historical documents. Every educated person knows that Jesus existed. Benjamin Netanyahu is the former prime minister of the great state of Israel. Now, he's not a Christian. He's Jewish Orthodox, I believe. Therefore, in the state of Israel, he would believe that Jesus was an imposter. I don't think he would believe in many things that I'm going to tell you today, but he believes in the historicity of Jesus. 
Every educated person knows that Jesus existed because of all the thousands of documents we have. Now, the greatest, uh, arguably so, the greatest atheist in the world today is Professor Richard Dawkins from the great Oxford University. Dr. Dawkins went on record as saying, I don't believe that Jesus existed. But he's done a splendid about turn. And Richard Dawkins now says, yes, Jesus really did exist. When was Jesus born? Thank you, Wayne. History tells us that Jesus was born before 4 BC. You say, well, that's, that's, that's impossible. How could he be born before 4 BC? Well, I could tell you about this some other time because they didn't start to work out the records uh, BC and AD until some years after the Christ event. But most likely Jesus was born around 6 or 7 BC. And so the historicity of Jesus is without any question. Jesus was a Jew who was born in the Middle East before 4 BC. And the Bible tells us that he existed billions and billions of years ago. I want to read you a text here. This is John chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 14. It says, In the beginning was the Word, the Logos, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. This means he was of the very nature of God. It goes on to say he was in the beginning with God. And the Logos, the Bible tells us very, very plainly, was Jesus Christ because it says in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So in the very beginning, when was that? Billions of years ago. Because God had no beginning. But in the beginning was God the Father, and with God the Father was Jesus Christ, the Logos, who is actually called God. He partakes of the very nature and the very essence of God. This is the word of the Lord. And in his great prayer that is recorded in John chapter 17, my dear friend, Jesus talks about the glory he had with God the Father before the world began. Many say Jesus was just a man. Some dismiss him entirely. Can you tell us who Jesus really was? There are really three possibilities I would like you to think about today. That Jesus was a good man, or a madman, or the God-man. Now, that, let's think about Jesus being a good man. Good people don't go around telling lies. And Jesus went around telling uh, people that he was one with the Father. He claimed to be one with Almighty God. Either he was a liar, which would exclude his being a good man, or else he actually was the person he said he was. 
Now, usually people who go around, well, always, except with one case, one exception, people who go around claiming to be God are crazy. But Jesus was judged sane by his contemporaries and Jesus claimed to be God. You say, is this absolutely, did Jesus really claim to be God? Absolutely. I'm going to read you the ancient record. John chapter 8, 51 to 53, out of the New King James Version. Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. What an extraordinary remark. He said, if you keep my sayings, you're never going to see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead in the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. We know you've got a demon. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Who do you think you really are? The Jews said to this carpenter 2,000 years ago. John chapter 8, verse 58, 59 Amazing words. Jesus said to them, now just, just, just get this, my friend. I, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear it loud and clear. I want you to hear it as though I'm sounding it out with a trumpet. Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Incredible, amazing. If you said it, if I said it, we would be crazy. Jesus said, before Abraham existed, not I, I was. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. The response was dramatic, but expected, it says. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself, went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. The Jews got it. The Jews got it. They knew that this man was claiming to be almighty God because the expression I am is the expression that pertains only to Yahweh Elohim, almighty God. Jesus was claiming not to be just a man or a good man. He was claiming to be the God man. Now I'm going to read to you from Exodus chapter 3, 13 and 14. Moses said to God, this is the part about the burning bush, you know the story. Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers sent me to you, and they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, are you listening to me? This is either just a, a load of nonsense or else this is the greatest truth in the history of the human race. We're not talking here about some angel or some person or some supernatural being. We're talking about the great self-existent God. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. And then Moses is talking to Almighty God at the burning bush. 
and Almighty God says, I want you to go and tell the children of Israel my name. Tell them, I am. I am. This person is called in the scriptures, my friends. He is called uh, El Shaddai, the mighty one. He is called Yahweh Elohim. This is the most exalted title in the history of the universe, in the history of the world. It is the title of Almighty God, and this title, Jesus Christ, the carpenter, claimed for himself. He's more than a good man. He's certainly not a crazy man. The Bible teaches Jesus is the God-man. Who did Jesus claim he really was? Wasn't this a dangerous thing for him to claim? Jesus claimed to be the author of life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mahaba never said that. Moses never said that. The great apostle Paul never said that. If a person said that today, it's because he's a crazy person. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. If you want to understand truth, you discover truth in Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus forgave sins. You can't forgive sins. No human being can forgive sins. I can't forgive sins. God only can forgive sins. And Jesus claimed to have the right and the ability and the authority to forgive sins. Jesus raised the dead. Wow. Jesus walked out of his tomb by the power that was within him. Jesus said, I've got power to lay down my life. I've got power to take it up again. I have this because I'm in harmony with my Father, God the Father. Jesus promised to raise all of his true believers from the grave at his second coming. Jesus said, if we believe in him, we have everlasting life. Moses never said that. The Apostle John never said that. The great preacher Paul never said that. Any person who says that is a fraud. But Jesus said, if we believe in him, we have everlasting life. Jesus said he would resurrect all who believed in him. Jesus said he would be the great judge of all men and women at the end of time. He said, I have received this authority because the Son of Man is going to be the judge. He is going to be the judge because God Almighty is the judge. Jesus said that the only way to salvation was through him. Buddha never said that. Muhammad never said that. No other human being said that. But Jesus said that. He said, he is the only way to find salvation and the only way that you can come to Almighty God is through Jesus. Jesus said he was the living water. Jesus said he was the bread of life. Jesus said he was the resurrection and the life. He said he was the only way to salvation. Jesus said he and his father were one he is more than a prophet. Are you listening to me? 
Jesus is more than a prophet. Jesus is almighty God in human flesh. Most Christians believe that worshiping anyone but God is idolatry. Do we worship Jesus and God? Sure, anybody worshiping any person but God is an idolater. Idolatry is a terrible sin. It is a sin akin to blasphemy. But when you come in the Bible, this marvelous book, when you come to the book of Hebrews, you will find in Hebrews chapter 1 that Jesus Christ is actually called Almighty God, the Creator, and the Lord himself. He is called in the book of Hebrews, which in Hebrews chapter 1 quotes from Psalm 102, he is called Yahweh, the Lord, the Creator, the Mighty One. Let me read it to you. Hebrews 1, verse 6, 8, 10. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says that all the angels of God worship him. Did you get this? The angels worship Jesus. Now somebody listening to the telecast today may say, I, I don't worship Jesus. Well, my friend, the angels worship Jesus because the angels recognize that Jesus is almighty God. He is God the Son. The text goes on to say, but to the Son, he says, your throne. This is God talking. This is God talking. But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. God the Father turns to Jesus and calls him God. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. But here is the big text. Please, just listen up to this. Because this, this is the deal breaker. This finishes all arguments. The Father says, here it goes, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. Hey, are you listening to me? Do you hear this? This is the most amazing truth you're ever going to hear. God the Father turns to Jesus Christ and he says, and you, Lord, created the universe. You laid the foundations of the heavens and the earth. And the author of Hebrews chapter 1, now wait for this. He quotes Psalm 102. This is a quotation from Psalm 102. And in Psalm 102, when it says, You, Lord, laid the foundations of the heavens and the earth. You made the stars and everything. The word in the Hebrew is Yahweh. Y-H-W-H translated Jehovah or Lord in caps. This is absolutely overwhelming. This is amazing. The Jesus whom we worship is the creator of the universe. He is almighty God. He is the great I am. And so we say in the words of the hymn, O come, let us adore him. Let us adore this Christ, the great creator, Yahweh Elohim, our Savior. 
our king, our redeemer. Why was he born in poverty? To Christians, Jesus is the king. Wayne, my friend, that is an excellent question. He came in poverty because he came to save every person. Can you imagine what folks would say if Jesus was born into a very, very wealthy family and lived in a palace? He became because he is the Savior and the God of every human being, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, whether you're white or whether you're black, whether you're brown, whether doesn't matter who you are. Christ is the Christ for you. Christ is your Savior. He died for you. Jesus was born in the Middle East. The Middle East is at the very center of the world. Christ is the center of the world. He's the Savior of the Africans and the Americans and the, the Savior of the Australians and the Europeans and the Russians and the Chinese and the people down in Latin America. He's the savior of men and women. It doesn't matter who they are. He came in the midst of poverty so that nobody could ever say, he doesn't care about me. The news I want you to know today is this. God invaded our earth. He came into our realm. He invaded time and space. And he came and lived among us. And he is our savior. It doesn't matter who you are. He loves you. And Jesus is God in human flesh. This is the truth. Who were his parents? Did he have a big family? Well, my friend Wayne, who is reading the questions today, I'm glad you're with us in this telecast. About his family? Well, Jesus had a very poor mother, poor in this world's goods. She was a Jewish girl, just a young woman. She didn't come into a, a wealthy home. But she was a marvelous person. She's been venerated by millions of people around the world. His foster father was a man by the name of Joseph. And Joseph was a decent, good man who worked with his hands. He was a carpenter. And his son became a carpenter too. And I want you to know he must have been the greatest carpenter this world has ever seen. He was a strong young man. He went to the cross in the prime of his youth. From the record of the scriptures, it appears that Jesus had four brothers. You can read in the Bible, it actually gives you their names. And it appears that he had at least two sisters. And people loved him. Little children would gather around him. They loved him. He said, allow the little children to come unto me, forbid them not. Jesus was brought up in a family because a family is something that is very, very important to God. In today's day and age, my friend, 
The family is being destroyed. You know, it's true. We see the family under attack in Australia, in the United States of America. We've got all these different types of lifestyles. But Jesus was born into a family with a mum and dad and brothers and sisters. And Jesus was the most wonderful, wonderful, wonderful child that this world has ever seen. He was not just like any other child. You know why? Because he was God, the great creator in human flesh. So we say, oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Did Jesus sin like the rest of us? Jesus was totally sinless. Jesus kept his father's commandments perfectly. He was the best person that this world has ever seen. He was not overly what you'd say religious. He was not sanctimonious. But people loved him. Everybody loved him. He was the great defender of women. Men admired him. They looked up to him. You would have liked him. Did you hear this? You would have liked Jesus. Now, I know today around the world, so many people are giving up on the Christian church. I want to say this to you today. Don't give up, my friend, because Jesus is the best person that this world has ever seen, and the world needs Jesus more today than it has ever needed him. Children loved him. Women respected him. Men admired him. He was a complete human being, but without sin. He was like a tremendous mountain peak standing above all the other lofty mountains. He was the son of God, and he was the son of man. Many people, no matter what their age, still have their first teddy bear. It's hard to let them go. Their stitches might be loose, the stuffing flat, one ear a little lopsided, but they were always there for us. Imagine giving a child their very first teddy bear, especially when they are sick and lonely. They will always remember that someone they didn't even know cared enough to bring them a new friend when they needed it most. Will you help the Carter Report bring cheer to these children? You can mail a bear or send a donation and we will buy the bears for you. Please send your bears or a donation to the address on the screen. For COVID protection, please send the bears in their original packaging. Thank you for your kindness in giving cheer and comfort to children in need. The Carter Report has a new weekly updated message for you from Pastor Carter. This update is not available on your normal broadcast station. It is only available on your favorite streaming device. Roku, Amazon Fire, YouTube, Apple TV, Vimeo, our podcast, The Carter Report website, 
Also, the official Carter Report mobile app. You receive these additional weekly updates only by streaming. They are not available through your broadcast station. Pastor Carter updates crucial issues happening in our world every week. The most current events facing each and every one of us are explored in a new light. Get your exclusive new weekly updates through the Carter Report app, only available on your streaming device. Find out now what important stories are included in this week's update. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.